Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. This is an interview because I've been doing a lot of interviews since I've been doing this podcast. This is, this is one that I'm really, really excited about. And I, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Brent is the reason that I ever got a chance at the BRN. He was one of the first people I talked to and on the line with me right now. Well, on Zoom, I can't, you know, this isn't radio anymore. We, we do this uh, messaging app stuff is Brent Hatley. Brent, how are you, buddy? Hey, it's great to see you, my friend. Doing wonderful. Where where are you right now? Are you in Are you in the Tampa area or are you south of Tampa? So I live uh, with my wife in St. Pete, mm -hmm. but currently we're in Fort Myers. We do um, stuff down here with a group called iOS Connections, and we stay mm -hmm. down here. We stay down here quite a bit. We shoot content down here. So that's I'm in Fort Myers now. I'll be back in Tampa tomorrow. Well, I mean, Fort Myers, though, is kind of familiar to you because, I mean, you guys absolutely killed it for the longest amount of time down in Fort Myers. And oh, yeah. that, was one of, that was one of the biggest markets that you guys were on for, for a little, not biggest, but one of the most like loyal markets that you guys had. Definitely. Uh, very enthusiastic. And there's a great um, uh, swinging community here in Fort Myers. So uh, we got lots of friends here. I want to talk about, you know, I, you would think my nerd ass would never be around that, but I went to hedonism one time uh, at real radio. They sent us there. We took a trip with a bunch of listeners, the hedonism for a week. And this is when I first started in radio and, you know, I came from a small town and I didn't get to see, a, see and experience a lot of stuff like that, but oh man, it got crazy on the naked side of hedonism uh, after, after the sun went down. It was unbelievable. Oh yeah, <clears throat> I, I've I've been there too, um, and been on the the naked. The, there's the nude side, and the prude side. Mm. I uh I would make yeah. sure I was there by nine thirty, ten o'clock every night because that's yeah. when they had the blowjob competition on the <laughs> uh, on the on the pool side. And listen, I I wasn't like I I mean I I I got naked when I went over there, but I did not like participate in that type of stuff. But you know what? Good for those people. And you got it. You know what? Though the thing I've noticed the swinging community, everybody is so nice. Like, oh yeah, like like very nice, polite. You're talking about business type people, lawyers, doctors, stuff like that. You know, I think a lot of people think that teachers it's a bad. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of te what? teachers and cops. There's a lot of those two too, wow, and they're that... all very nice, very nice people. And 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 we'll get into that. And and one of the things I want to talk to you about is, you know, now I understand it. If you are getting in, you want a producer, you got to go with a marine because my producer vulture uh he is a fellow marine like yourself and i gotta tell you you guys pay attention to detail like you don't leave anything to chance uh no never you um you, you plan out like he'll probably tell you this vulture will tell you this it's a, a, a saying in the marines is uh proper planning prevents poor performance and that's where how you, where did you go for your training uh paris island south carolina so ah. i was Everybody east of the Mississippi River goes to South Carolina. Everybody west goes to San Diego. How how was that? I mean, you know, we everybody sees the Marines. They see the movies like Full Metal Jacket and stuff like that. What 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 got it the most right when it comes to boot camp out of all the movies? Full Metal Jacket. Full yeah. Metal Jacket is the closest that it gets because Arlie Army actually was a drill instructor. So yeah. he has the he has the language down correctly. They got down, they pretty much captured what a day in boot camp is like very correctly. Um, it's a little bit worse than that, 
but mm. Full Metal Jacket got it. Did you guys ever have a guy that like was the weakling that you kind of there was a pecking order that you maybe you got on like the guy the character Pyle in that movie was there ever that guy? Yeah. Oh yeah. There was probably four of them in our platoon. And what our drill instructors did was they would assign some of us to each guy that was a shitbird, and if they fucked up, then we were the ones that got punished for it. So yeah, they they kind of force you to make this person get better. Now, now, Brent, uh, I want to get into some other stuff because I got some, you know, interviews or questions about what you've been up to. But I also want to get your opinion on some current events that are going on right now, because I got to tell you, I mean, you have your your opinions, your views on things line up a lot with mine. And even even if they didn't, you've always been one of those guys that you can have an open conversation with and you're not going to be like, fuck you, you know, you got an opposing opinion. And that's what I've always respected about you. Yeah, thanks. I've always been that way because I'm friends with everybody. And it, you know, when I worked at Sirius XM, I was friends with all the liberals, all the conservatives and everybody in between. Because everybody has a reason for their opinion. Sometimes I'm just more interested in what your reasoning is for your opinion than really trying to change your mind. Now, where can people catch out some of the stuff you're doing? Because, I mean, it's amazing that you've worked with some really big shows, even from the beginning and stuff. Um, I'm sure people want to check out a lot of your content, find out what you and your wife, Caitlin, are up to. Uh, where can they check out any of that content at? So you can go to... Um... Uh, there's two places. One, you can go to BrentHatley.com, and that will tell you all about the Twitch show. And if you want Caitlin's OnlyFans, her cameo, uh, stuff like that, you can go to CaitlinHatley.com. And I know it's spelled a bunch of ways, so it's K-A-T-E-L-Y-N-H-A-T-L-E-Y.com. Is and, there a link uh, off of BrentHatley.com? Like, if people don't want it, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, it, okay, so if people yeah, want to easily remember. Okay. Yeah, and check everything out. <laughs> Uh, but but that's where you see the Twitch show. The Twitch shows, um, it's a holiday today, so we're not doing it. But it's uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, we talk about everything except for politics. Everything else is, is on the table. Because like you said, people have gotten really into their corners of red versus blue. And I just don't have time. It would just drag the whole show down. I want to get to other shit. Mm -hmm. um, we have good stuff to get to. We have our stories to tell. We have, you know, just other stuff to talk about. So we don't talk politics, but everything else. So, I, you know, I, it's amazing because I was reading a story about, you know, with all the people that have been laid off right now, uh, maybe furloughed or, or told to go home for a little bit. And you're seeing more and more people that you wouldn't necessarily usually do an OnlyFans page are, are trying to make some money off of that. Like, can, can, it, can it really be that profitable? Yeah, it can be. It just depends on how hard you want to work at it. Like Caitlin works extremely hard at it, mm -hmm. and uh, her her page does very well. Like she makes good money doing. It. But she works. She works very though? hard. Do, 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 do you do they tax you? Like I mean, do you have to get like some like do they like do you pay as you go, or do you got to make sure you're putting away a little bit at the end of the year to pay taxes off of stuff like that? Well. You you do it. It's a it's a business. It's under an LLC. So you just you, you pay your quarterly taxes and then you um, have your tax return at the end of the year. Um, and yeah, you pay taxes just like just like everybody else. And it's a bit more of a pain in the ass because it just doesn't come right out. So yeah, you've got to hire an accountant and all that kind of stuff. Because I don't know how to do that shit. So we have an accountant. 
So there, there's a lot of rumors, you know, working in radio, people is like nobody. Can, we, we work a job where everybody wants to know why someone left and stuff. And, and I was reading some stuff. And, and is it true? Uh, the migraines was 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 it was that something that came out where were you battling migraines for a little while? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're referring to being at the at the Stern show, I know a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people have this weird thing that nobody ever leaves Howard Stern, which just, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing because it's not true. I mean, mm. um, first of all, of the people that you've heard of, people leave. Um, mm. Billy West, uh, you know, Artie not on such great circumstances, and, uh, and we all wish Artie well, but yeah. um, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are very important to the Stern uh, organization that have left. We all, it's, it's a career. I just didn't want to be there anymore, but yes, I was battling chronic migraines and, uh, we're Gator fans. Uh, Percy Harvin, you know, that, that kind of cut his NFL career short for a little while. Did, uh, did the yeah. marijuana help you? Because I know that's kind of, uh, Percy was a big, uh, uh, cannabis smoker at the time. And, and I know like, his migraines were so bad. Like he, he missed a whole bunch of games as a Gator. He missed games as, as an NFL player. Um, the weed has it, did it help you out or is it just that bad? Uh, mine was, mine was so bad. The weed does help some if I can kill, if I can kill the migraine, what really helps uh, crazy as it sounds is Botox. So mm. I go, get, yeah, I go get Botox injections for where my migraines are. Like where do you get it? Is, is it in the off my forehead and all the way around to the back and the back of the side of my neck. Mine come from right here and uh, this, this whole side of my head. So they just inject Botox right where everywhere where it hurts and it um, paralyzes those muscles. So uh, about every six months, I got to go to Dr. Dr. Diaco and get Botox injections. Ah. Yeah, Dr. Diaco is a, a really great guy. Uh, speaking of some friends of the show, I want to I want to get into a little bit about um, I don't I don't think a lot of people realize this. And and I know how hard you work behind the scenes. You were involved in two major trials yeah. on, on Bubba's show. But, you know, a lot of people. Well, in the first one, your ass was kind of on the line on that one. Like, how, yeah. were you were you worried like before when when you walked in? Can can you just maybe I know it was a long time ago, but kind of walk me through what was going through your mind, how you were feeling. Uh, did uh, Kevin Hazlett was your attorney at that time, right? Correct. Now, and, and, Phil, and Phil Campbell, oddly enough. But um, so back then uh, he's referring to I was probably and I were arrested for killing a hog in the parking lot of a ridiculous. Yeah, it was actually two hunters uh, did it, and um, I was out there. I knew it wasn't illegal, um, but going to trial, you just never know what a jury's going to do. So yeah, I was nervous. We went to full jury trial, guilty, not guilty. Bubba and I and two hunters were charged with felony animal cruelty, which is just dumb because the, the cops come there, they don't arrest us, they eat uh, pork sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> So they arrest us two weeks later. We go to a full trial a year later, um, and we get found not guilty. But it's scary. It's scary. But I was kind of too young uh, and too dumb, really, to know um, what I was gambling with. But I was just so pissed. I was like, there's no way I'm going to plead to anything. I'm going to go in there, and we're going to plead our case and let the jury decide. Luckily, uh, they uh, found us not guilty. Did they offer you a deal before? Yes. Like they, they did. What 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 kind of deal was on the table? Listen to this, it's ridiculous. It was fifty dollar fine for fishing without a license. 
Are you kidding? <laughs> I, uh, and you guys were just kind of like pound sand, and you were like, "We're we're, no, we're gonna... that wasn't that wasn't the deal for Bubba. They, that was just oh. for me. They wanted oh. Bubba to go to jail. They wanted me to plead to fifty dollars uh, in addition without a license. And uh, I I literally I told Kevin this. I said, uh, "Kevin, tell Mark Ober, who's the the state attorney, to fuck off." <laughs> that, that was what I told him to tell him. Man, one of the most, you know, I've done a lot of man on the street. You know, I did all the Casey Anthony stuff. And, and the last oh, time that I was, was with Bubba. that was fantastic, by the way. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was one of my favorite days. Because one, one, one day when you were doing the take Casey Anthony stuff, man on the street, and uh, you were sh- <laughs> shouting into the after party of her attorney, Baez. Oh, and he, yeah, and he, yeah. 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 That, you know, that day, the late, great, Sam Simon and I were the ones that were texting you stuff to say. So you were on text that day with the creator of The Simpsons and I were sitting there, and that's who was texting you that day. It was hilarious. We were sitting there watching you on TV mm-hmm. in Sam's guest house of Pacific Palisades, loving it. That was, you know, that was one of the things that brought Sam. I, you know, Sam was a, a great guy, but he could be a bit surly. That mm-hmm. that day, your antics made him laugh so hard. <laughs> So um, you brought that man some joy that day. So that was that's one of my favorite days I spent with him. <laughs> you you know uh, I I ran the board when uh, Sam Simon was doing his show on Bubba our Radio IO at the time, and I got to tell you he was he was very kind, and 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 it, I was sad to see him pass away, but. Uh, you know, he didn't know who I was, but like at the end of every show, he'd hit me on hit me on the talk back and be like, because he was doing the show out in California. He was like, hey, man, yeah. I really appreciate you for, you know, doing what you're doing today. I mean, you're talking about a guy that could buy and sell me a hundred times over, probably. <laughs> yeah. And, and he was, you know, he, he could have been a dick and be like, hey, man, see you. Bye. But no, he he was always kind. And he was like, hey, really appreciate everything you do. And, and it was just cool. Yeah, it was, he was an awesome guy, and uh, that where he did the show from, I stayed out there. Uh, he had a little office off his house, and then he had a guest house. I stayed in that guest house for thirty uh, for thirty days and watched him do that show out there while I was settling into California. But he was awesome, and that day that you were out there uh, fucking with uh, Casey Anthony's attorneys was one of the fucking funniest days that we've had. That was hilarious, and you were all over CNN and everything. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he wrote, you know, uh, Cheney Mason actually wrote about me in the book, but he never, ever once mentioned by name. And the reason I know it was me, he said some jackal in the media. And I was like, all right, what is it? He gave gave an example of one of the questions and he was like, yeah, this guy, he uh, asked the female paralegals on my team uh, if they were worried that their periods were going to sync up with Casey Anthony's. And, (laughs) and, And I was like, yep, that was me. That was me. But the last time I did the the last time I did man on the street stuff, though, Bubba sent me because, you know, Mark Ober was on Dominic Ferriola's show on the bone. for a while, And and he had me and B. Fudd, you know, B. Fudd (laughs) wait out there. And and, and you you can attest B. Fudd's a little hard to control. And when you are ambushing somebody for a question, you know, I had I had to tell B. Fudd, dude, hide here. They're going to see us. But they made me ambush Mark Ober walking in there talking about, you know, why you didn't press charges on on people about the tape and everything. And, and then I was asking about some other things that Bubba asked me. And man, you could tell he you could see that vein popping out of the side of his head. But he knew like he couldn't like debate me hardcore because he was just going to look like a complete asshole if he did. 
I love that. I love that you did that to him. I hate that Mark over. Like he is an asshole, man. He and I'm so glad that he's out. But I remember I heard part of that that uh, that man on the street you did where you ambushed him. That was fantastic. Yeah, that but I had a lot of ready. problems. I had a lot of problems. Randomly, I was getting people checking on me and stuff. And, you know, people were all in my business and everything. And I was like, yeah, you know, small time politics are just as bad as the national level. Oh, it's not worse. Now, now, Brent, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. So, all right. So you worked with Howard. You've worked with Bubba. Okay. Now, Bubba has at peeves, you know, like I worked with Bubba, things you don't do, like Bubba will get full hot on the deal. Did Howard ever have any of those things you just do not do? like you don't walk into a studio at a certain time, you don't do this. Like, give me an example because working for a guy that's that big, and I'm not saying Bubba's not big, but you got to admit Howard is. You know, everybody would admit Howard's on a different level. Was oh, yeah. it a, was it a little nerve wracking? Or but you had already worked with Howard and knew him beforehand because actually I think you were up there before Bubba and you guys ever went on the air, right? Weren't you guys? Yeah, up there? I was. Yeah, I was up there for a year. So I've worked with him. I worked with Howard uh, uh, quite a bit. I know him quite well, and uh, he's great. But I'll give you an example. So one thing is um, he doesn't want people from the show going out, like, doing comedy shows together. Like, so you can go out and do a show by yourself. Like, Shuli can go out and do a show on his own. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want people doing shows, like, as a group together out for the show, which is understandable. It's his show. So – um one time uh they did this show the stars of satellite radio at a comedy club in long island it was it was hilarious and uh just getting the guys drunk the audio of them drunk afterwards and playing the clips back on the air was awesome but howard was fit to be tied and he said anybody that does anything like this again is fired so one (laughs) so one morning ronnie i heard i hear ronnie and sal in the hallway and they weren't whispering they were being loud and trying to uh, come up with a scheme where they could do that again. And I uh, took notes and then blew Ronnie in on the air. And I'm, Howard blew a gasket on him. So. Now, 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 can I tell you, though, see, now, okay, so I got to ask you, did the people up north add serious? Because I, I don't think people realize it's a little bit of a different animal working at the oh, yeah. BRN for a little bit, okay? But, like, Bubba expects you to, if if somebody else is doing something that could be good for on-air content, like you said, you blow them in. It's it's like, it, it's just what you do. But how did people up there take that? Because you think of New York, you're thinking of the mafioso, you know, you don't, you don't snitch type stuff. But I was like, that's all we did at the BRN was like, blow each other in because it made good radio. Did, what's, did people get pissed at first? When you yeah, well, they, do that, they do that at the Stern show. That's a huge thing okay. that they do. Okay. Jason Kaplan is the master of it, um, but everybody does it because that's how at the Stern show. That's how you actually get on the air because you know Howard and Robin and Fred are the ones in the studio. Everybody else to get on the air, like they want to know what you're doing on the weekends and they want to know what kind of staff drama there is and how weird of a person you are. And everybody tells on each other. And whatever grabs Howard's attention, he'll be like, hey, you know, get in here. Let you, you two idiots get in here. Let's go. And so then that fosters everybody, snitches on everybody. So it turns into a. It's a competition. 
Now, 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 let me ask you. So, if you have a piece of information, how uh, what what is the chain of command? How does that get on the air? Like, so, say you have some info that, like, who do you go to? Because obviously, you're not going to. How, hey, Howard, I got this or this. Who do you no. go to? Who do you go to that that you know delivers it and makes the decision? Okay, this is good stuff. Let's bring it. Uh, so I go to Jason and to Gary Delabate. So I would email it to Jason and CC Gary Delabate, like the, for the Ronnie thing. So I took notes. I typed up my notes. I emailed it to Jason and Gary Delabate. They sat on it until Ron, the next time that Ronnie was in studio. Next time Ronnie's in the studio, they were like, hey, Howard, Ronnie's been trying to do this. And then when Ronnie denied it, they were like, oh, well, Brent's coming in and he took notes on Ronnie's conversation. So uh, Jason and Gary Delabate kind of figure out where to fit that, that stuff in. Now, has 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 anybody has anybody like caught wind like, all right, hey, such and such like Brent's been keeping notes on you and 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 it got to such and such. And this is going to be on the air and somebody tries to, to you know, cut you off or or do whatever. Yeah, that happens all the time. Also, we have a, uh, a Dropbox account with all the writers and producers in it. So one time i think it was gary's 58th birthday and sal came up with uh 57 mistakes by baba buoy but he put it in the folder in the dropbox account where everybody could see it and gary saw it so by the time sal got on the air with 57 he flanked him he flanked him gary had one for one 57 mistakes by sal so instead of it just being everybody everybody pile on gary every time sal said one gary had one so yeah, it turns into you're looking around. You're always your head's on a swivel. You're always looking around. You look through the folders. They, you know, that's the thing is you got to hide some stuff in these folders in the Dropbox account for the people that are only supposed to see it. It gets really crazy like that. So yeah, you're looking ahead people off in the past all the time. Okay, so I want to I want to talk a little bit about Bubba. On with me right now is Brent Halley. Brent Halley, how how can they find your stuff once again? If people want to check out your content, you have a Twitch page. Uh, your your wife Caitlin has an OnlyFans page. I think you can yeah. go to brenthatley.com. Pretty much brenthatley.com has correct. all of the links, correct? Yeah, that's correct. All right. So I'm gonna I want to talk a little bit about Bubba. Then I then I want to talk a little bit about how it's been. And you know, I've been doing this since March. I am I this show will be number 315. There was about a four-month period where I did a show every single day, even Saturdays and Sundays. I, I had like a four month streak going there. And I, I want to talk about the things you've had to learn, things you've had to change going from <sighs> terrestrial and then to satellite and then and doing podcasts because, you know, there's a lot of radio guys that have gone and tried to do podcasts, but it's it's a little different. I don't I don't think people kind of can wrap their heads around. it. Yeah. So it's the it's the modern age, you know, we. The, the world has modernized and everybody's just got to adjust to it. And good for you for doing a podcast. Uh, I love Twitch um, for a few reasons. One, the distribution. It's owned by Amazon, so it's on every, in everybody's phone. It's in everybody's uh, TV, smart TV. It's in everybody's gaming system. You can get it very via Twitch very easily. Um, and people can tip you on Twitch. You what can about sell the censorship, you- though? Are, are you worried about, yeah. like, that? that's the only reason, like... Yeah. 
Because, I mean, even with Bubba, his big name, there was a couple of times we had been kicked off for things we did. Um, and and right now with the cancel culture going on, anybody can can just even yeah. one of your trolls or haters can go in there and complain or report you. And they're not they're not really taking any chances right now. Yeah, they do that every single show. We get reported by trolls and haters. So, yeah, we've been suspended three times. Um, the last one, I think, was complete bullshit, you know, uh, but. It's not even the words so much that they're worried about. The last two times, one time we were at Secrets, which is in Kissimmee, um, and the PR person, this chick from Secrets, is on there, and she touched her breast and made a motion towards the butt over the clothes, over the clothes. She wasn't nude. She wasn't showing anything, but she, like, did this. It's very sexist, their rules. I got to say, that for Jeff Bezos, their rules are very sexist. But um, then Caitlin was dancing, same thing. She made a motion towards her breast and did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was enough. And I was like, "Okay, guys, we're getting crazy here." But for it's it's we've been suspended three times for three days each time. It's you know it is it is what it is. And um, we are you know I'm looking at other options, but Twitch is good for what we're doing, <clears throat> and we can do all of our graphics and our overlays and all the stuff on Twitch that we want to do because. Uh, but I like it, but there are drawbacks. The censorship is, is a bit of a drawback, and I do have to kind of, you got to word things a certain way when you're on there, but yeah, it's, but I like it. I like no, it. No, I, I, listen, I, 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 I agree with you. Twitch, you're going to get a big audience, so, you know, if you need to use that to, you know, funnel people to another platform where you can be a little bit more uncensored and you don't have to worry about anything like I'm, I'm, I'm on everything. Like right now I've had to learn how to multitask and, and, and kill two birds with one stone like this. I'm entering, interviewing you. This audio is going to be used for my audio podcast. And this is going to go up on my YouTube channel as well, too. You know, so I mean, you, you got to get smart about things like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and see that you're going to do fine because here's why those of us that have, um, embraced and understood that we're living in the modern world. It's, it's, going to, it's a bumpy transition right now, but we're going to be fine. People that are trying to hold on to the world of terrestrial radio and even satellite radio, like it's those things are going by the wayside as portability of the internet is easing the dashboard of the car. Yeah, no, that's, I, the, that's the thing. I, I, I agree. And then as, you know, the, the generations get older and older, the younger they are, the more, because you see kids, like, I, do I agree with it? Uh, a four-year-old toddler carrying around the, an iPad? No, just be a baby right now, okay? You know right. what I mean? But, but I mean, but they're, but they're still, you know, learning technology. And, and, and the, when they get to that age, they're going to be listening. You know, you know who that I've been talking to? Um, you, uh, Michael Sharkey was a program director at The Bone when you were still there, right? Shark. I love Shark. In fact, he came up. I saw him in New York City. He moved up to Brooklyn for a while. Mm. Uh, um, but he came over to, uh, to SiriusXM. I gave him a tour of the whole mm. uh, Stern compound and the studios and, and introduced him to everybody. But, yeah, I love Shark. He's a fun You know what he's guy. doing now, right? You know what he's doing now, right? He's he's got a website called yourpodcastcoach.com. He now is taking his program directing skills and doing stuff and trying to help out podcasters. And 
Uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of blowing up right now, man. I, 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 he has been doing stuff on my show. Uh, he takes people that are interested in podcasts and, and he's doing one-on-one coaching sessions, uh, like video podcasts, tips and tricks on, on how to get the most out of your podcast. And, and that says a lot, that says a lot because, you know, the guy was pretty high up there and at at Cox Cox media group. For him to leave that and get into this, it just shows he can see way ahead of the curve right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and he's one of those guys um, that can see that can see ahead of the curve. Like he was telling me, too, he was working on a, a, a venture that was like an audio version of Twitter. And he had all kinds of cool shit he was working on. But his mind is in the future. And um, that's why he's going to be fine and do well is when you put your mind towards the future and where things are going, not where they were. You're going to be fine. But uh, I know a lot of people that are just wallowing in self-pity because terrestrial radio is dying. Well, you, you can't do that. As a matter, matter of fact, my agent, there's another client that works for my agent. He's a radio guy, but he figured out how to do a show on Twitch because his hobby is aviation. So he does a whole show on Twitch about aviation. It's making him money. <laughs> no, like, you could do a niche podcast now. I mean, you yeah. can make a lot of money off a niche podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how people have to really think, what is your passion? What are you into? And um, start there and start thinking about what you can get into because you don't have to worry about broadcasting and, and, and every, everybody from grandma to a little kid understanding what you're saying. Your audience now is there to talk to you about things that you're passionate about and you can really make that work. Um, one of the big things I had to learn is, you know, um, and, and- Threshold radio, we live and die by the ratings. And every morning right. when I wake up, I look at the analytics. How did how did my show do yesterday? And like some days I'll right. I'll be really, really good. And then it'll be it didn't perform as well as the previous day. And and I had to get it in my brain is that this is all on demand now. So some days people get busy, they're not gonna listen to it. But guess what? That show is still available, they can get it. And then the next day, the people that didn't listen, my numbers will be through the roof. So that's one of the things that I have had to learn the most. Not to like get freaked out just because a show didn't do particularly well, maybe the show before. Yeah, that's that I, I agree. That's the same thing. I look at the Twitch, I get channel analytics, I look at those every single day. And it's sometimes there is no rhyme or reason to it. Some sometimes you have a huge live audience and uh, not that many on demand views, and sometimes. The, the live audience won't be that great. And you're like, what's going on? And then you'll go back and look at the on-demand views and you're like, I, I guess people watch that episode on demand. You just, you don't know. And like you said, people get busy. They have kids. They have their own schedule and people listen to and consume their media on their time. And uh, you just have to do great stuff that they want to uh, download and consume. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to get into Bubba on, on with me right now is Brent Hatley. You can go to his website, brenthatley.com. Uh, he's doing podcasts. His wife, Caitlin is doing an OnlyFans page. You can check that out. got to tell you, Brent, you did very, very well on, on, on the, on the wife. Uh, it seems like a great personality smoking hot. I, I got to tell you, man, uh, great work on that one. Thank you. And she is, a, here's the thing is a lot of people say a lot of stuff about her because they don't know her. Yeah, she's beautiful. She's smart, but she's an insanely cool person. Like mm-hmm. to hang out with her, you would love her. She's friends with everybody. Like people that meet her, it's like she's fantastic. So uh, thank you, I appreciate that. But she's just a really fun, good person. And when she does her OnlyFans stuff, she doesn't filter any of her pictures. She doesn't edit any of her pictures. She puts them all up raw. All the videos put up raw. It's unedited. <laughs> so 
she is a real person and she interacts with everybody there and i'm just i'm so proud of her like um she's really come out and gotten gained confidence and uh uh just she has embraced who she is and she loves it so i i i love being with her we have a great day every day now, uh, see, I, I think of questions as I go here because, you know, I, I like to let the conversation grow. A lot, of, a lot of people don't realize this is that radio listeners can be the absolute worst. Like they can yeah. be horrible. And I don't think that uh, enough people think about the wives or the spouses of people on the radio and and what they have to deal with the 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 things that are said to them or or how they're under a microscope because i i was married when i was on the radio and and i gotta tell you it's rough it's it's rough sometimes and you know i don't know caitlin but i i would figure that she's very understandable rolls with the punches but i mean we've all had girlfriends or or other halves when we've been married that have it's caused a lot of fucking problems uh of stuff that happens yeah. on- well she's as tough as they come <laughs> but yeah you're right mm-hmm. like just in general like it's not just the wives it's everybody you know uh radio fans the howard fans the Bubba fans are especially mean vicious and brutal so you kind of just got to let it roll uh, off your back and when you see some of these people you're like are you kidding me right now you're <laughs> crazy really okay buddy okay uh, so that's what i kind of consider the source and kind of take it uh day by day but they're really vicious to women especially and they're really vicious to her my wife and they're uh even howard's wife they're vicious too and she I is know. like the Sweetest person on the planet. This woman rescues animals and she's nice to she's everybody. Baby puppies. She's like, she's running into buildings that are on fire, saving puppies and, and going back in to get like a, a, a ugly dog that had one foot or something that couldn't get out. Like that's the type of person that she is. And they're vicious to her. So I'm like, well, if you're going to be vicious to Beth Stern, then you're going to probably be vicious to me and, 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 and my wife and everybody else. But again, uh, I consider the source, and and there's people that I like and don't like, but I never get on the internet and say, uh, you know, I hate Oprah's show, and then uh, make up stuff about it. It's it's really weird. Also, what is okay? Now everybody knows the, uh, you know, just off the top of my head, everybody knows you getting drunk at the BRN, Jack Daniels, oh. Brand, that stuff in the Ooh. show. But what what is the maddest like two hundred straight shoot that Bubba? has been mad at you for something oh let's see let me think god it's there's so much man uh, i think the maddest was one time we were doing a broadcast in jacksonville mm. and this is before this is before you could just like put it in uh, your phone or gps and i was trying to find MapQuest, MapQuest, MapQuest. did you do map quest or something MapQuest, printed it out but mm. that's not the same as having like directions from the hotel to the station so 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 he was mad at you because you were you were late. You had a hard time getting there, or you gave him wrong directions. No, it was him and I in the car. Oh, I okay. Uh, oh, and he was flipping out. So, what, what, what was your key? Okay, so a lot of people think what what would you do because bubba would do this to me okay now when he gets really really mad if you go overboard and you're not fighting him like if you're over apologetic he'll be like stop patronizing or patronizing me or or he was like i'm not an idiot yeah so so what would you do like what okay you're gonna have to take your beating but the goal is to make your beating as 
small as possible or not as long? Like how, how do you get out of the sights of one above <laughs> the love sponge when he's mad at you? What you have to do is kind of sit there and be quiet and let him uh, run out of steam. I kind of just let him run. I just kind of let him run out of steam. Yeah. And then I would have a conversation with him. So. But I, I would do that and I would be quiet and he'd be like, oh, well, what? What am I paying for you? What am I paying you for? You're not you're not talking on the air, you know? Well, that's just him needling you because he needs you to say something on the air so they can continue to fuck with you. Uh, have you now, because God forbid, I think I might hold the record for the amount of times being fired and rehired at the BRN. So uh, <laughs> have you ever come close? Like, has Bubba ever told you to go home one day? Like, you know, just get the fuck out of here, Hatley. No, uh, no, it never came to that, uh, uh, for me. Uh, but he did get really pissed at me and he did kick me out of the studio. That's as far as it got with me. Uh, yeah, it was, it was. There was there was some some rough days that I got kicked out of the studio, but you know I was I can be quite belligerent too. So it was. Oh no! I tell people this: it's, it was kind of like being in a band almost. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, people leave the band and they replace band members sometimes. It's, it's it's kind of more analogous to being in a band than it is almost radio when you're doing those types of shows like Bubba and Howard mm -hmm. and the monsters Let's like shows like that. I mean, listen, hey. Um... Like, I don't want people to think, no, listen, I, I'm very appreciative that everything Bubba's done for me this time around. I've been cool as hell. You, you know what's funny, Brent, is at the time that I'm cool as hell and haven't said a bad word or or motherfuck people like I did before. You've been around. Hell, I think you, yeah. you even blocked me a couple of times and I was a complete asshole. But I took it personally and I was young and I was dumb. And every time I got fired, I took it personally. And I know I'm not making excuses on any other stuff, but I've learned like I, I've repaired a lot of the bridges that I've done. I was dumb. And, and I own up on my mistakes on stuff, you know, and, yeah. and all of us do. That's all you can do as a human being. We all make mistakes and all you can do is learn from it and grow. That's all you, that's really all you can do. Now you were just in there now and we're, we're not talking, but it's, it's kind of like back in the day, like, but, and, and we all change as broadcasters and I'm not saying anything bad, but like, you know, there I see some things. I watch the show every single day. And Bubba has changed. He's not as um dictatorship like as he used to. He's more understanding oh. about things. But like some of the things that are going on around there, I'm like, holy crap. I only was started in 2010 and and I still didn't get the worst, you know, the 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 you know, the guy that could be a complete dick or blow up on you because before 2010, I, I've heard stories before too. So he has evolved. He's changed and, and become a different person. But I was like, man, if they would have pulled some of that shit that they're pulling today, it would have been bad news before 2010. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. He's a lot less, he's a lot less, uh, like you said, I used to call him Pol Pot because he was such a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not that anymore. He's smoking weed and that mm -hmm. calmed him right down. And um, you used yeah. to be on his ass. You, he used to be on you and Manson's ass about, you know, go out back. I, I don't want that around here or anything like that. And I got to tell you, man, he has been so much more laid back once he's gotten on the marijuana, man. Oh, 100%. The weed calmed him right down. So I was over there and uh, they were having a great time. Not only that, he's like, <laughs> he's in the shed out back. He's such a redneck from Indiana. <laughs> he's got a shed out back where he's painting, and 
whatever you, his paintings are actually pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. But whatever you might think of that, it's therapeutic for him. He puts all his music out there and he he paints. And he, that's also a time for him to be alone and process things. And I think that that's really good for any human being to do. And uh, he's painting. He's getting high. Uh, and it's, it looks like uh, it's a lot better working relationship with the employees who went on there, which I'm happy for all of them. Have you have you picked up any hobbies? You know, a lot of people are picking up hobbies during this year because a lot of people are trying to keep themselves from like blowing their brains out or something, you know? So, 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 I mean, have you picked up any hobbies? Like, I'll give you an example of what I've gotten into. Okay. Well, well, one, you know, I, I quit drinking. I'm, I'm over a year and uh, like 13 months. Stop, stop drinking. And dude, I've lost so much weight in the weed. Like, you know, the, the marijuana helped me stop drinking. Like, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it really did. Like, I just, I got blazed. Like, anytime I wanted to get drunk, I just, like, just got as high as I could. And and it really did help me, man. And I've been working out. Like, I, I've lost, like, 35 pounds since I stopped drinking. A lot of people think Great. if you smoke weed that you're going to be fat because you're, you have the munchies and stuff. But it's not true, man. This, this is the best I've ever been. I'm off all the psychotropic drugs. Uh, you know, I'm not on any of the mood stabilizers now. And, and, and you want to know what, what made me, and you guys have been saying this for a year, the big pharmaceutical companies, they're just, they're throwing pills down your throat. And, and I was in the hospital. They, I was on three pills before I went in there and they had me on nine pills and they would inject me with something at the end of the day. I didn't know if I was coming or going the whole time I was there. How can you have a clear head and figure anything out when you're on that many prescription pills? And you're right. Weed is great. And, and, and congratulations on, on drinking. I barely. I drink sometimes a beer or two with my wings mm -hmm. if I go out to eat dinner, but that's it. Or pizza, that's it. I'm I love weed. I love edibles. And you're right. That's what you do. It gets people off of alcohol, which tells you why the alcohol industry and the pharmaceutical industry lobbies against it because it will yes. put them out of business. So and look how much better you feel not being on pills. Weed grows out of the ground, so mm -hmm. natural. And uh, it, it makes you feel a lot better. Now, if you haven't done them before, I would say also microdosing on the shrooms. Are are you see yeah. now now? Okay, no, see, I've I've had mixed reviews on this, Brent. People are saying with my mental problems, it might not be good for me because people are trying to scare me. But like, are you saying like if I microdose or did some like smaller dosage of it and worked my way up? Like, how how does it benefit you though? Like, I mean, can you give me an example? Oh my gosh. So I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you a couple of good examples. So number one, um, mushrooms, you have epiphanies on mushrooms. It opens, it unlocks a part of your brain that you don't have any other way. And you figure things out that you've never figured out. So number one, my wife, as good as she looks, she had body dysmorphia. So we were in Jersey city and we did mushrooms one time and she went and looked in the mirror. She came outside and she goes, is this what I really look like? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. No, no, no. I look like this. It, it removed like the fog of the lens in her brain so she could see her actual self in the mirror. The other thing, um, so another, two other things. One is when we were swinging in, uh, on mushrooms, my wife was observing me having sex with another woman. And she you came back. Had two dicks? You had two dicks? No, no. No, no it's okay. not like that. It's not like that at all. Okay, all right. <laughs> observing me having, having sex with another woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, she came over and she said, oh, I've got it. I know how to communicate with you now. And then oh. we had an argument 
since that day. Oh, wow. Like epiphany okay. come into your brain. Like you'll realize, oh, there'll be somebody in your life and you're like, oh, I got it. I'm not communicating with that person right. They're not understanding what I'm saying because they don't, they don't understand the language that I'm using. Um, another epiphany, we were at Secrets, which is kind of a swingers place in Kissimmee. They've taken no, a basic- I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah. So they've basically taken a, so the, for the audience, they've taken a, uh, basically like a Ramada Inn and turned it into a swingers party paradise. So we were there on a Friday. We did that live broadcast from there. We get suspended. And um, there was, I had a number of things that were bothering me and I was just not able to get into whatever the party was that we were doing that night. I was not able to get into going to the club or anything. I was like, I'm just not having a good time. So my wife is like, okay, I'm going to fix this right now. She gave me a microdose of two caps of mushroom. Mm. Ten minutes later, like that whole the stress, the anxiety, everything went gone. Kind of sounds like ecstasy almost, like not not as bad. Like, you know, it it it, it removes your inhibitions. It, it it stops you from feeling like thinking of the way that the general population does, and you do what makes you feel happy. Yeah. Um, so um mushrooms though even unlocks your the thinking part of your brain more mm. and it gets you in like you start to get in touch with your breath and your bodies and um whereas ecstasy makes you feel that serotonin happy feel yeah 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 yeah. you get really cerebral on mushrooms and you really figure some things out and some of the things that are bothering you go away in fact they use it for cancer patients that are dying they're terminal yeah. they give them mushrooms because they have that that terror that death of uh, that fear of death and that terror. Yeah. So they bring them in uh, at NYU in New York City, and they give them mushrooms, and the doctor, you know, the nurses monitor them. And one dose works every six months to kill their cancer fears. Wow. It relieves that anxiety. So, and it's been proven that uh, mushroom psilocybin is the safest, the safest um, drug that you can do. No hangover? So, no hangover at all for mushrooms? None. You wake up the next day, like feeling like, oh my god. Just make sure you have a, have a pad and a piece of paper so you can write stuff down. Uh, um, yeah. Because you're gonna have epiphanies. You're gonna be like, oh, I got it. Like there's like right now in your mind tunnel, there, you've got a whole bunch of answers there. You just gotta take the key and unlock the door where those answers are, and the mushrooms do that. There is I'm literally. Gonna try it. Yeah. Like, I'm not take, gonna have to. Yeah, take two caps and two stems. That's a microdose, and then just go from there. Okay. Hey, can can I can I ask you? And this will be my final question. I gotta have you on again because I could sit here and talk sure. to you. You know, like I I didn't want to get. You know, I listened to your interview with Bubba, and I'm not saying anything bad about that, but I just wanted to BS with you. You know, I you know everybody yeah. wants to hear everybody wants to hear about your swinging stories, and and that's yeah. great. But but you yeah. you know I've I've always thought you to be a very intelligent person that was open to views and discussion. You know, there's a lot of people that oh. you know I consider intelligent. But, you know, you can't have a conversation with them. It's their high, their way or the highway. But, you know, you I've heard you change your mind on opinions uh, many a times on stuff. And and I could sit here and talk to you. That's that's why it's so easy to talk to you, because, you know, you listen to open views, you give yours and hell, you might change mine or I may change yours. Yeah. And um, everybody like everybody has a reason for their views and I respect people's views. And hey, I was in the Marine Corps, I joined the Marine Corps for you to be able to choose whatever opinion you want, not mm -hmm. for you to believe everything I believe. I, I think that'd be an incredibly boring world. I'm just, I'm interested in what people think and why they think it more than I am trying to make them think the way I do.
Yeah, Brent. Tell uh, people once again, it's BrentHatley.com. Um, yep. People can check it out. Uh, you have your Twitch show. Uh, your wife, Caitlin, has her OnlyFans page. You can find the links as well yep. there as well, too. Uh, any other things that you're on? I know you have your Twitter, at Brent Hatley. Uh, you can, you're on Instagram, I think, and Facebook. Yep. Uh, just search that to keep updated. Yeah, and you can um, and uh, you can find both of us on Cameo. We're under our okay. names, Brent Hatley or Caitlin Hatley. So you can find us lots of, lots of ways to get our cool content. Well, Brent, man, if there's anything you need, man, I uh, I want to thank you. You know, you're the reason that I got a chance at, at the BRN, I, even though I lied and said I was a webmaster at the time. Uh, my whole plan was to just act so fucking weird that Bubba would pull me into the studio one day. And, and then, and then, you know, yeah, that's, that's all I needed. I just needed that one shot. And, and I did. And, um, but I want to thank you, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And, and you've always been nothing but kind to me and, and thank you so much. Hey, well, have a great night. Thanks for having me on your podcast, Tunnel. And uh, I'll definitely come back. Just let me know when. Hey, and if you ever need me to do anything, like if you like if you see any stories or, you know, like, hey, man, go out there and do, you know, I'd like you to go out and interview, you know, um, you know, one of the things that I've learned, you know, I learned in radio cross promoting against the day parts. You got to find those other podcasts that you can work with and be associated with. Yeah, in a row. I, yeah I, definitely. I, and we definitely want to have you on our show. We're going to start having guests on soon. And you can come on and talk to my wife and I. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, listen, tell your wife, Caitlin. I hope I hope uh, you guys have a good night. And if you ever need anything, feel free to reach out. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on, Tuttle.